Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the World Cup edition of the Alpar Rolls podcast supported by Phantom Brewery. Well, it's been an event for a few days in the World Cup. We've had the round of 16. The quarterfinals are set. England are through. All Reading FC players are out, but there was still a little mention in the England game. But to help me talk through it, I've been joined by Nick Holton. How are you doing, Nick? I'm good, Paul. Yeah, fully embracing the World Cup magic. Yes, and that is what it's all about, isn't it? Because it is like it's a special time, isn't it? It's a kind of like unique situation because we do see a lot of these players. When you get into the quarterfinals, you kind of like know most of the players, hmm. most teams. But there are some play- teams like Morocco, and you think, I don't yeah. know all of them at all. Yeah, it's great to see that. I mean, it was almost a perfect sort of eight teams where it's every game is a bit of quality in it. And that's no disrespect to Morocco, but it's a shot. It's the furthest they've ever gone. Uh, it was wonderful to see them beat Spain and they fully deserved it as well. Yeah, totally. Totally. hundred percent. Well, let's go back to the first of the round 16 matches. That was Netherlands versus USA. Now this kind of went how I expected Nick, a three, one win for the Netherlands, but the USA put up a fight, but, just a little bit too much quality, wasn't there? Yeah, I think that was the difference, really. I thought USA uh, did, did well. They, they showed against England that they're a good side, a good footballing side, but maybe they don't have enough firepower, uh, over-reliance on Pulisic. Um, and then Netherlands, they just cap a couple of counter-attacks. And before you know it, it was just identical goals and they were 2-0 up. And uh, from there, it was really hard for a team that's not scoring a lot of goals to get back into that. And uh, it's a shame for USA. I thought they looked quite good. Yes, two things from that game. The first, the Depay goal, I thought was a little bit like the Henderson goal against yeah, Senegal, the cutback, edge of the box. Mm. But also, did right mean that goal for USA? I, I've got a feeling he meant to put it somewhere, but that was a hell of a finish if he meant it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think he's trying to flick it towards goal, but I don't think he means to put it in the far corner quite like it's gone. Uh, it sort of just looped in. I don't know if it deflects. I think it might deflect off someone's foot. Uh, but yeah, he didn't. I don't think he meant to score it quite how it went. Yeah, I, I don't think so as well. But there we go. That means that the Netherlands are through, and the team that they will face in the next round will be Argentina after they beat Australia 2 1. Now, Argentina is basically Messi FC if you listen to any coverage of their matches because it is a constant loving for Lionel Messi. There's no doubt he's an absolutely world class player. Um, could easily be the best player ever. But do you think Argentina 
can go on to win the World Cup? Because I'm not totally convinced. I'm not convinced. Uh, before the tournament, they were my tip. It was them or Brazil for me. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to sway for Argentina. They're on a massive unbeaten run. Then they go and lose to Saudi Arabia. And uh, they, they didn't know what to do when they were 1-0 down in that, uh, sorry, 2-1 down in that game. So 1-0 up. And uh, they've they've sort of progressed from there. They've got a win. They've grown in some confidence. But they, they're fragile. I don't think, I'm not sure Netherlands either, but whichever whichever one of those teams wins that i think they'll be knocked out by brazil in the semi-finals anyway so i can't i can't see argentina going on to win it now they just don't look i think there's a few aging players in there a few young players are not quite there uh vulnerable uh, yeah they, they haven't really impressed me i was expecting a lot more from them yeah yeah definitely but that moment where they had almost like a maradona run from the australian player big i mean you think yeah. if that goes in if martinez doesn't make that block there that would have been an incredible goal, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been one of the goals of, a, of World Cup history, not just of the tournament. would have been a great to see Australia. They put up a fight, to be fair. They they were hard to beat. They didn't have a lot of well-known players anymore in Australia. They used to have, you know, the likes of Harry Kuehl and Tim Cahill in re recent tournaments. But now it's a, a team of just, I think they're well-drilled. I think the manager's done great with them. And uh, they've surprised, again, like the USA, not, not quite as keen in the eye, but they've surprised a lot of people. And they, they put up a great fight again. Yeah, it still took a last-minute save from the man who learned everything he knows, Emi Martinez, at the Mighty Ding, didn't it, to, like, get them through. Yeah, but they are insane. through. And the next games that were on the Sunday were France against Poland. Um, there was always a bit of a chasm here. But for me, it showed how possibly England could beat France in the quarterfinals. Spoiler alert, England did go through. But you do kind of, like, think, look at that first. So we think there's opportunities there, wasn't there? Yeah, it's similar to the Senegal performance as well with Poland. Uh, they had early chances and they could have taken the lead. There's one, I think, off the line and a good save from Maurice. Uh, it shows France's vulnerabilities. Uh, they lost to Tunisia with a B team, uh, conceded against Australia early on. Um, and Denmark gave them a good game as well. So I think France are there for the taking. They're very good, uh, should be underestimated, obviously, but they're not unstoppable. Problem is, Nick, they've got some bloke called Mbappe, who is just absolutely insane. Um, he's a freak of nature, isn't he, Mbappe? And uh, he's he's the, he's the fear for me. He makes me think: Do we play a back three to to stop him, or do we stick with with what we're we're doing well at the moment, which is uh, just beating teams with our quality attacking players? Yeah, it is, it is hard to know because if you don't want to like kind of overthink it with them and kind of like lose what we've got going up yeah. against them, but we can talk about England more in a moment. England then obviously went on to beat Senegal 3-0. There was a few scares. Jordan Pickford with a really good couple of saves in the first half, but then Bellingham just came into his own. He's having an absolutely fantastic tournament, and we all knew what your class play was before all these games. It's not a one-off from him, the Champions League and the Bundesliga. He's not like a, a new name, but how good has he been? I mean, He's got to be in top three players of the tournament, I'd say, so far. He's up there and he's he's an absolute monster at 19, isn't he? And uh, I feel for England, we know what he can do for Dortmund, like you said. And for England, he's really coming of age in this tournament. He's, he's getting a free reign. He's he's impressing. He's going past players like they're not there. Uh, he's I wouldn't say he's carrying us, but he's a massive part of how well we're, we're doing alongside the, the rest of the team. Uh, he's got a bit of a, he's playing sort of box to box at the moment, but he's got like a sort of free reign just to run about and get about with with Henderson right now. With Rice, it's just sitting and being disciplined and 
and doing a steady job behind him. Um, and then that goal where he created it for Henderson in the first half, in about half an hour into it, wasn't it? Um, it? We needed it. And I think once we scored that goal, it was about getting in front. It'd be an easy game and it, it proved that way too. Yeah, totally. I'm so glad that Harry Kane got his goal because he kind of like needs, he's been playing really well, but mm. as a striker, you need Confidence. that moment as well, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's great. He's playing well in general. Uh, he's great against Iran, I thought. I think he's got three assists I saw earlier as well, which I didn't realise he had three assists. Uh, and now the goal, which is he's a team player, Kane, and he's a goal scorer too. And now he's got that confidence. He can hopefully kick on for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, Saka wraps it up, makes it 3-0. Phil Foden has two assists in this match. When you look at the threats that we've got throughout the pitch, you've got to think we must have a good chance against uh, France. For me, it's a 50-50 match. Um, first goal is massive, though. It's absolutely huge in England matches. If we go behind, I do fear. Yeah, if we have to push on with their quality, they've got such pace and attack. And Giroud's a goal scorer. Griezmann's always been a goal scorer. And then they've got Dembele right, Bappe left. There's such pace there. Uh, so it's quite important not to concede, and especially not early on, and to uh, try and get in front. And it might take a bit to settle, a bit of time to settle. But I think we can we can beat them. Like you're saying, uh, we've got such quality. Foden and Saka on the wings. Uh, Rashford's on the bench, probably going to be on the bench again, but he's in great form. Grealish has looked good off the bench. We've got so many good attacking options at the moment, and Sterling might be back hopefully. And yeah, I think I think uh, it's a it's a winnable game. Uh, Kunde at right back as well for France. He's, he's not a natural right back, so I think we need to be targeting that as a weakness for them. Not that it's a big weakness, but it's it is a slight weakness that we can look at. It's, it's all about as uh, our ex manager Paul Clement loved to say, fine margins. That's yeah, what we're absolutely. talking about, isn't it? Yeah. Really, it's it's a it's a game when. I think both teams will probably sit for the first 20 minutes and then we'll just see how it goes from there. But next day we had Japan versus Croatia. I'm not going to talk about that one too much because that was quite dull. I mean, nothing much yeah. really happened in that. Apart from some of the worst penalties ever in Japan. Yeah, not good at all. <laughs> no, I mean, and we know about terrible penalties, but there were worse penalties to come in the round of 16. But Brazil then went on to beat South Korea and absolutely... They just blitzed them, didn't they? That was proper Brazil for like 45 minutes. Yeah, they, they really turned it on. They're having a bit of a party. 4-0 uh, within the first half. Uh, it could have been worse. Second half, they sort of relaxed a little bit more, rested a few players, took their foot off the gas, which is understandable. Because they could have won that 8-0, 10-0 or something if they really went for it. Uh, Korea flat to de deceive, really. They uh, they didn't set out very well. It's poor tactics on Paolo Bento. Um, and yeah, they, they were poor. Uh, and I think they, they scraped through the group. They didn't really impress me in the group either. Uh, Brazil looked good. They looked very good. Yeah, totally. I I still have Brazil probably as the people, the team mm. that are going to win it because I just I just think they've got too many threats on the pitch. That feeling yeah. as well. I get such a feeling for Brazil this year. I think everyone was just saying before it's going to be a South American team. And it's, it just plays in the mind. It's that now mindset that Brazil or Argentina, even though they haven't been that great, as we said, are going to go on to win it this year. They could face each other in the semi-final, though, couldn't they? Yeah, I think it probably will be. What a semi-final that would be, though. Right, between us. Wow. So exciting. <laughs> that would be Messi and Neymar in the face-off. Yeah. That would be an interesting when they get back to PSG. 
But I think the best game of probably this round, even though it was only nil-nil, was probably Morocco versus Spain. Because the Spanish players, I mean, not all of them, but some of them, oh, they are so bitter afterwards saying, oh, Morocco offered nothing. It's like, well, what did you offer? Nothing at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, The stadium was full of Moroccans as well. It's such a buzz and atmosphere. I think that's the best I've heard at all World Cup. It was just full of Moroccans. Uh, I believe they're a Muslim country or Arabic country. So that, again, in Qatar, being in Qatar, it's probably a bit of support from home home, uh, home country. Um, but yeah, Spain, like you said, they, they didn't offer anything. It passed, passed, passed. But how many chances did they create? I think towards the end of extra time, they had a couple of opportunities because they were packing the box. But it's like they're trying to score the perfect goal every time. And it's boring. It's not... It's about scoring goals, football. It's about going for it. And Morocco had the better chances, even though they only had a flurry of attacks every so often. They're well drilled. They've got quality. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting how they do against Portugal, actually, in the next round. And they fully deserved it. The Hakimi's from uh, Madrid as well. He's born in Madrid. So even, even better when he scored that penalty. Yeah, no, I thought they were fantastic. And I thought they definitely deserved to win. Um, I heard Game Balaguer after the, the game, Spanish football expert, hmm saying that Spain are trying to play football from 10 years ago. Now, football has actually moved on from that. And I understand why Spain is stuck there, because they were so successful, ridiculously successful. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But yeah, just it's ingrained in them now. More modern football now. Yeah, since being ingrained philosophy from their success in 2010, 2008, 2012, uh, they, they're trying to just make Pedri and Gavi, like Iniesta and Xavi, and they should just be their own players. And they're great. They're so fantastic. But are they just going to become too much of a, a passing player? Is there going to be more to their game? You know, they beat Costa Rica 7-0, but they flat to deceive there. Costa Rica were abysmal, in my opinion. And... They don't have goal scorers. That was a bit of a freak result in a in a weird way, um, and they they haven't done well since. They they sort of got through the group, limped through the group a bit after that, and the goal difference was massive for them. And yeah, they they were really poor yesterday. They didn't have any clue in front of goal. They don't really start a striker. Morata's been coming off the bench. Well, Gary Lineker absolutely lambasted for saying that they didn't have any goals in them. Or was yeah. it Gary Neville? Gary Neville. Was Gary Neville. And he was no, Gary on. Neville. Mm. They both get lambasted anyway. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, it turns out that he was absolutely spot on, even though Gary Neville is sometimes completely and utterly wrong, like we all are. It's football, Great. isn't it? But then we had the surprise of Ronaldo not starting for Portugal, which I think is bad news for everyone else in the tournament because Portugal are a way better team without him. And then again, beat Switzerland 6-1. I, I don't think that result can be underestimated, Nick, because like we were discussing before, Switzerland are no mugs. Yeah. Uh, Portugal looked very good yesterday, dropping Ronaldo. They just seem to work better as a team. I think that's that's all it was. They just click. It's more when Ronaldo plays, it's all about Ronaldo, finding Ronaldo. Ronaldo wanting to shoot. Ronaldo wanted to score, being the main man. There, it was all, there was no main man. It was everyone playing their part. Bruno Fernandes looked great. Um, Jao Felix, that's a, I've seen him a few times. That's the first time he's really stood out for me. 
Um, Goncalo Ramos, who came in, I don't know anything about him, but he was brilliant and his finishing was was spot on. Uh, and I think they now need to be brave, keep Ronaldo out that team, bring him on late on maybe, but go with what they're doing. And they can, I didn't think they would do so well, but I think now they could easily get to the final. They're, they're a good side. Yeah, uh, definitely. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous indeed. Well, the quarterfinals will start on Friday afternoon and they will start with Croatia versus, is it Argentina? Brazil. 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 Croatia versus mm. Brazil. And that is going to be, I, I don't know, for me, I feel Brazil will probably edge that comfortably because Croatia are okay, but I feel a little bit over the hill now. Yeah, I completely, completely agree with that. Um, Croatia are still okay. They're not as good as four years ago. They are a bit over the hill. Some players have gone. They've got some good youngsters coming through too, but I think Brazil will be too strong for them. They, they aren't the team they were in 2018. I think Brazil look uh, really good. They're, they're playing free-flowing football and they're having fun, and I think they'll win by a couple of goals there. Yeah, totally. Netherlands versus Argentina, I think, would be a lot tighter because you've got Louis van Gaal there as the manager of the Netherlands. He is so good at these kind of matches. He knows how to get through tournaments. Um, how do you see it going? Netherlands haven't impressed me, but they're not, they're winning games. They're getting results. And I think that's largely because of a manager, like you said, Louis van Gaal and uh, Argentina again, haven't been as good as, as we all expected. I think it'll be a tight game, as you said. Uh, I think Argentina will probably edge it, and I think it could be, again, the messy show. I'd love to see an Argentina-Brazil semi-final, though, as I mentioned amazing. earlier. It would just be amazing yeah. to know that one of them is going out as well. It gives you that extra bit of pleasure. Yeah. But I would love us to be in the other semi-final. And on the Saturday, we have Morocco versus Portugal starting us off. Now, I don't know what kind of physical state Morocco are going to be in after the game yesterday because they lost both their centre-backs, kind of. One of them hobbled on for the last, like, four or five minutes. But I don't know how that's going to work out for them because I think they... I hope they've got like enough backup players so they can put up a proper like real effort against Portugal. But do you have those concerns, or do you think they're going to be fine? Um, yeah, I think it'll be, I think they'll be hard to beat again. Um, they're well drilled. They're strong. They're physical. They're fighting. Amrabat was brilliant for them yesterday, and he's thirty-five. I, I looked him up to see how old he was. He's thirty-five now, and he was playing like he was in his peak years. Um, I think they can give Portugal a scare, and I think if Ronaldo plays. It could go the way and it might go the distance. But if Portugal do stick with what they did yesterday, I think they'll be convincingly winners. I think they'll win comfortably. And that's not a disrespect to Morocco. I just think Portugal looked very, very good yesterday. Yeah, but well, I think that could be the case as well. They've got the threat that Spain definitely didn't have at Absolutely. all. Um, I think Portugal will really go at them. But I do not underestimate Morocco at all. But then we move on to the big one for us. England versus France. It's uh, very, very tense waking up and thinking about these games and like getting closer and closer to it. As a player, I can't imagine what it is like knowing there is this opportunity there. We could go on to win the tournament or we could be home on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. Who knows what's going to happen? But how do you think it's going to go on Saturday? 
Yeah, I'm quite confident. Um, obviously, they're top, top side. They're the holders. They're starting 11s, fantastic. But they are missing players. Benzema, um, Pogba and Kante are all out injured from this tournament. So there's gaps there. Um, they're still strong. Tuchemeni and Rabio and Giroud are all, all in. So they're no, they're no mugs there. But uh, I think that, that helps. Uh, and Bappe is a freak. Um, we can stop him or if he has a quiet game. We can uh, take take advantage of that. Uh, I think we've just got to play our game and go toe to toe with them. Um, we could change it and watch Mbappe and play a back three, or we could go toe to toe. Use Bellingham. Use Henderson's running has been great. Um, Rice has just done such a. He's just he's so disciplined. He's not pushed forward really, but he's done it for the team, and I, I think that's so so good that he's managed to do that and just sort of hold himself back from going forward and leaving the defence exposed. Uh, and then the attack, yeah, we, we, we're good in attack and we've got sub options too. I think if we keep it tight, even if we're not in the lead to about 60, 70 minutes, we can go and annihilate goal with that quality of the bench as well. I think we'll beat the Hunts. I think it'll be a good game, but I think we'll do it. What's the score prediction then? 2-1. I'm going to go the same. I'm going to say 2-1 to England. Harry Kane with the winner. Why not? Let's yeah. have the perfect We'd love that. We'd love it. We'd love to see that. And uh, thanks a lot for listening. We will be back with a Reading FC podcast tomorrow from Jacob doing the preview with a Coventry City fan. So that should be out on Thursday night. And we'll be back with a post-match for the game against Coventry. That'll be out on Sunday. It is so weird having the World Cup at the same time. And we're approaching Christmas. I cannot get my head around it still. But there we go. Thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed it, give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple. Thanks a lot. Bye.